Praise the Lord. I am Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with Proclaiming the Word of God. And today I just wanted to come to you for a few minutes just with a quick word. And we're just going to talk about some things that are written in Matthew chapter 15. And then we are going to be coming from Matthew chapter 15. And if you wanted to get your Bible, you could just read along with us some of the scriptures that we're going to read and we're going to jump down we're just only going to cover Matthew chapter 15 verses 1 through 20 1 through 20 is we're going to cover we're going to jump around within that and for a topic we're going to be talking about what's up with you what's up with you what's up with you Here we find a story, and this is Bible study, but here we find a story that the scribes and Pharisees are coming and they are talking to Jesus about some things that they see happening with Jesus' disciples. And one thing that always stood out about the scribes and the Pharisees in the midst of coming into contact with Jesus they always had something negative to say about what was going on within the ministry of Jesus and how Jesus's ministry was functioning but one of the things that Jesus always did and one of the things that God is expecting us to do as we live our lives or as we do go forth in ministry is that Jesus always carried out the will of God And so when something is going according to the will of God, then it may buck up against how you believe or how you think. But that is the mindset of God. When the believer is connected with God, the believer, a true believer in God, who really wants to serve God and walk in his perfect will, may do things that are contrary to what you or I or anyone else may believe. But when the believers in God are following his perfect will, what seems strange to one may not seem strange to believers who believe and have a like mind, who have tapped into that mind of God, who have tapped into wanting to surrender themselves and do that perfect will of God. Why do I keep saying the perfect will of God? I say the perfect will of God because when we walk in that perfect will of God, we are tuned to what God is wanting. We're not in like a permissive will where God lets us just go ahead and do whatever it is that we want to do. The perfect will of God will bring about the glory that God is looking for and will bring about the best for us. But what's up with you? Well, this is what the scribes were wanting to know. They were kind of like looking at Jesus's disciples. And it says in verse number one, they having this controversy about the washing of hands. And so here in chapter 15 of Matthew, verse number one, it says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. 
Amen. Don't wash their hands when they eat bread. So this is what they are bringing to Jesus to talk about. And in the midst of Jesus's ministry, there were so many other things that could have been talked about, the healing of the sick and the profoundness of his teaching. But their minds were not attuned to what was going on with God. Neither were they receptive to what God was doing, what Jesus was doing as he walked here on the earth. They were not receiving what God was giving, what God was bringing to the earth to help man to get into uh, alignment or to come into a closer connection with God. There was bread from heaven that was here walking in the earth trying to feed man. But yet and still, the scribes and the Pharisees were caught up in traditions, traditions of men and how things have been going in the past. And they were not open to being fed that bread that was coming from heaven. So they are caught up in what's going on with these disciples. So what's up with your disciples? That would be the vernacular that we would use. What's up with your disciples? They transgress the traditions of the elders, or it might say they transgress, transgress our traditions. So their complaint was, is that the disciples come they don't wash their hands before they eat. I'm just going to pause with that. Because that's some big, big to do. That's a big to do to the scribes and the Pharisees. Can't you see that in the midst of all the miracles that Jesus was doing? How is it that this could be the thing, the most important thing that you could bring to Jesus at this time? How could it be that healings were taking place, deliverances were taking place that had never happened before, but the mindset of the scribes and the Pharisees are on the wrong thing? So the disciples and Jesus were walking in the will of the Father. The disciples were following after the will of the Father, after the will of the father by following the teachings of Jesus and staying connected to the works that Jesus was doing. But the scribes and the Pharisees were in this old mindset wanting to hang on to their traditions. And, you know, if we hang on to traditions and never let new things come as God is unveiling things in certain times in the lives of humanity, then we would all be very much behind. We would all be back living when we would still be riding in horses and buggies. We still would be washing clothes off with the washboard or with the ring of washer. We would still just be cooking food on the stove and not have the microwave and Instapots and all these modern conveniences if we all hung on to tradition. So, Jesus looks at them, and I doubt very seriously if he looks at them perplexed, but because he, he can look at us, and he can read what is in us. And so when the scribes and the Pharisees are asking this question to Jesus and basically saying, what's up with you? Well, I guess Jesus turned around and looked at them and said to himself, it doesn't say this in the Bible, but have you ever had somebody to come up and ask you, a dumb question and you know it's just really stupid it's not even 
pertinent to what's going on in the room or what's happening in the scene that's being unveiled. And they ask you this, this absolutely crazy question. Well, I imagine that Jesus wanted to know, what's up with you? Why can't you see who is before you? Why can't you hear what I'm speaking? Why can't your mind be on the right things? But you want to know, why don't my disciples wash their hands? Jesus asked them a question. And so the question that Jesus asked them is, why do you? And he says in that third verse of Matthew chapter 15, um, he says, and he answered and said to them, why do you transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? So they are concerned about what Jesus's disciples are doing, who are walking out the will of God, following Jesus. And Jesus is asking them, why is it that you? So he's pointing the finger that they pointed at the disciples right back at them. And so his question is, why do you transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? So he's asking, why do you go against what God is saying? And he's saying for your man's tradition. So he's kind of showing them there is a great difference between what you're doing and what my disciples are doing. So he's showing that. I'm talking about you going up against scribes and Pharisees. You going up against God for things of man. And here it is the opposite of us. We're doing the things of God for man and not against man. So God is speaking and wanting to talk to all of us that it's time for us to do the things that he's calling us to do for him. And not be worried about doing so much of the traditions of men and things that please men. Can we just please God? Are we willing to come out of what we're used to? Come out of old ways of thinking and accept that God is moving in a new way in 2023? That God, although he doesn't change God is progressive and he's moving forward and he's trying to bring us, even the body of Christ, the church, up out of doing things that we have set up as traditions, even in the church, because God now is wanting to move with power and with the power in his believers. And so we could be asking the same questions as the scribes and the Pharisees who were quote unquote religious. We could be caught up in religion too, instead of walking in that fellowship that we should have with God, but yet and still we want to hang on to our traditions. Well, we used to do church this way. Or back when my mom and my dad was living, we did church this way. And this is the way that the preachers used to preach. And so I'm so used to that. But when somebody comes in new, or when God brings a different way to bring the kingdom of God to the earth, then 
scribes and Pharisees, or that could be church folks, stand up against what God is trying to do. Even if what is being done in a new way still holds fast to the uh, Logos word of God. And so it's firm and on a firm foundation, but it's not done the way that you want it to be done. So therefore it's cast out and it's said that this isn't, this isn't the way that we do it. But who, who, who can say that God hasn't ordained these new things that are coming in for today? Who is it that could go and level a playing field where people who don't even have names, people don't even know your name, so to speak. You don't, you're not famous enough like the Oprah Winfrey's and the Barack Obama's and all these famous people that you know, but yet and still people like me or people who you don't even know, people who just don't have this prestige are able to tap into the new things of God, the new ways of communicating, and are able to present the kingdom of God to the world. So God is doing a new thing. And here in this story, in in Matthew chapter 15, the scribes and the Pharisees were still trying to hang on to traditions and hang on to the law and man-made things that they were doing. Amen. So Jesus asked this question and he asked it, bringing their minds back to God, trying to get them off of traditions. And his question is, is in verse number three, is he answered and he said unto them, as I said before, why do you also, meaning you pointing the finger at my disciples, but there's something going on with you. Amen. So God sometimes will look at us when we too may point the finger at something or point the finger at somebody and say, you got issues too. You got something going on with you while you trying to point something out about somebody else. And so Jesus says, you follow and transgress the commandment of God because of your traditions. And so what was Jesus accusing them of let's jump to that fifth verse it says well let's let's go to the fourth verse because God has a way and God said God commanded saying honor your father and your mother so and this is a commandment of God and it comes that if you do it you will live long in the earth but he says honor your father and your mother and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. That was a commandment of God. But you say, now this is what Jesus says, but you say, whoever says to his father or his mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. So the traditions, sometimes the traditions of men, outweigh what God is saying. The Bible says if you don't take care of your own household, you are worse than an infidel. God's expectation was for them, and it had not changed, for them to take care of their mother and father, but yet and still, whatever they were supposed to do to take care of mother and father, they're coming in giving it to God and leaving mama and daddy 
uh, to take care and fend for themselves. So it says, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift, is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his mother and father. So that's something they put in place. But God's word still stands. You're supposed to honor your father and your mother. So God's trying to show them. And when I keep saying God, because Jesus is God. Amen. So here it is that Jesus, the Messiah is here and he's trying to show them that you so caught up in your own traditions, your own ways of doing things that you miss in God. Amen. We don't want to miss God in this hour because we so caught up in doing things the way that we used to do them and doing things the way that we've always done them, the way that is comfortable to us that we miss when God is speaking to us and trying to get us to move forward into new things. We want to be able to hear the voice of God and let go of our past to receive that downpour that God is trying to bring to the earth right now and follow in that perfect will of God that if I play my part and you play my part, then the kingdom of God can come together as God wants it to happen in this hour because God wants to pour his spirit out upon all flesh and that the God of the Bible that you see in the Bible becomes the God that walks in your house with signs and wonders and miracles. Somebody says, no, that's not going to happen. But when we fall in the arms of the living God, when we fall in the arms of the living God, all things are possible to him that believes. It's not going to take your yes for it to happen. It's not going to take my yes for it to happen. But if God says that it is so, it is so, and it is going to happen. So open up your hearts and be ready to receive. So the scribes and the Pharisees are saying, what's up with your disciples? Don't wash their hands before they eat. But Jesus is trying to show them that this is a natural thing that you're talking about. But I'm talking to you about a heart matter here, because if your heart can be so closed off and you call yourself coming in to me to bring me a gift to the altar, but you don't care about and take care of your parents, then your giving that gift to me is in vain. God is watching what we do. God is watching what we say. God is watching how we act. And so he says to them, he says thus in verse number um, six, he says that then he need not honor his father and mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. So what, what, what would it be like if we just took these Bibles and we just threw them in the garbage can or took them to the dumpster and throw them in the landfill. And we just live by the law of the land. We just live every man, just do what he wants to do. Well, then the question would be, what's up with us? Amen. Is there not a God in heaven that created the heaven and earth to you when you do that? Hallelujah. So God is trying to get us to see in this passage here in uh, Matthew 15, that there is a God in heaven 
that's not concerned about your traditions, that's concerned about your heart. So he's speaking and he's saying in verse number seven, he says, hypocrites, you hypocrites, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you? Is God prophesying about you? What is God saying about you? What is God saying about me? Is he saying that is my faithful servant that I can count on? Is he saying that is the one who will stand for the word of God, who behind the scenes will live holy, who behind the scenes is going to do what I called them to do, who behind the scenes I can trust them. Is that, the, is that what God is saying about you? Is that what God is saying when you do the will, the perfect will of God? Can he say, that is my servant in whom I'm well pleased. Can God brag about you? Can God brag about me? The one thing that the preacher can never do, the preacher can never preach a sermon without himself being in it. When you hear a preacher preach a sermon and he only talks about what the people do, he only talks about what the people in the audience do, but never puts himself in it. You better be aware of that because we all have sinned and come short of God's glory. And we all need Jesus Christ as our Savior. We need him as our Lord to help us through this day's journey. We need that grace and mercy. We need that blood of Jesus. We need it for our walk with God. What's up with you? What's up with you? It's what these Pharisees and these scribes were asking. That's what the religious leaders was asking. But Jesus Christ was throwing it right back and saying, what's up with you? God is throwing it back saying, what's up with some of us? What's up with you? God is saying, come boldly to the throne of grace so that you can find help in a time of need. Amen. He wants to give us that mercy that we need. But these scribes and these Pharisees, they got a problem going on. Here newness has come. Jesus has come on the scene, bringing in the word of God. And all they want to know from him in this encounter is why don't your disciples wash their hands? God is thinking and saying, why don't you wash your heart? Why don't you turn your situation around? Why don't you get your mind on the right thing? Why don't you open your eyes to see that I am God and I'm standing right here before you? But Jesus says this to them, hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying these people draw to draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me. So you bring in the scribes and the Pharisees were bringing gifts to God. But he just says it right here. Yo, you worship me. Uh-huh. And he's talking about you worshiping in vain and in vain they worship me. Teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Amen. So 
What's up with you, scribe and Pharisee? What's up with you when you can't get with the program of God? What's up with you when these things that God is doing in the earth are lined up totally with scripture, but it may not come in packages that you like. It may not look like what you like. It may not look like what you used to. It may not go uh, with what, how you think or how you believe, but it is totally the Lord in operation. God can call whom he chooses to call. God can use whatever programs he use, wants to use. We can't stop the perfect will of God. When God ordains something for a time or for a season, it is so. Who can stop God? Who can tell God what to do? Who can move the people out of the way whom God is using, who can use, who can remove the strategies that God is using, who can tell God that he can't do a thing when God can say that he can do whatever he wants because he is sovereign. Amen. So what's up with you? Are you in line and attuned with how God is moving right now? The scribes and the Pharisees were caught up in yesterday, but the God of now was right here. And this is what God was doing in chapter 15 at this time. He's trying to bring the hearts of men and women to God. He's trying to show them that you can't continue in the traditions of your fathers, that you can't continue to hold on to the law, that he was here to make them righteous. He was here to save souls. And he's here now today still saving souls because the blood of Jesus, his death on cross, on the cross, he is still the perfect sacrifice for sin. What's up with you? Can't you see? Hallelujah. That God is doing a new thing in the earth and he is waiting for the sons and the daughters of God to arise. So the Pharisees and the scribes are asking of Jesus a question and he's getting down to the heart of the matter. While they are still on the law of the page, he's getting to the heart of the matter. And when we get to the heart of the matter, when Christ is in us, that hope of glory, when we carry the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, God wants our hearts to be so in tune with him that we can hear and that we can understand and that we can see what God is doing in the earth. And so this was the question they asked him. They are teaching the traditions of men, but Jesus Christ is here teaching the will of God. He's teaching the doctrines that he had found out from his father. He is the word. So word was teaching word to men. Word was teaching about how it, the kingdom of God operates, how the kingdom of God is to operate here in heaven, inside of every believer. What's up with you? The Pharisees were really asking, what's up with your disciples? And Jesus is bouncing it back. What's up with you? And I bounce it to you. What's up with you? Amen. He says in that 10th verse, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, 
He's talking about heart matters. He is not talking about traditions. God is trying to break up this fallow ground that's in us. God is trying right now in 2023 to get us to step out in him in faith. Uh, God is trying to move us from what we used to be to what he knows we are. God sees the picture of us. God knows what is ordained for us. And the spirit of the Lord is trying to draw you and I to the correct position to where he wants us to be. He wanted the scribes and the Pharisees to have a changed heart, but their heart was so hard to what he was saying. And so he says this here in verse number 10, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand, hear and understand, hear, can you hear the spirit of the Lord? Can you even understand and hear the spirit of the Lord that is with me as I speak to you? Can you hear God's voice? Can you hear the spirit of God and understand that I am trying to convey a message even to the listening audience about what's up with you as these disciples ask this question? And so he says, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. So there are scribes and the Pharisees wondering about unwashed hands and it touching food and it going in and contaminating you. And this is just dirty and this is just nasty. But what Jesus wanted them to see that to be defiled, it goes deeper than that. Deeper than just that natural dirt. It goes to the heart of the matter. It goes, he's talking about our hearts. He's talking about their hearts. He says, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. What's coming out of the mouth, not what's going in, because he's going to explain to them when they ask him a little bit later, he's, he will explain that whatever goes into the mouth goes through the body and it's purged out with meat. So it's eliminated from the body in waste products, what goes in. But that thing that is in the heart, that hatred, that denial of Jesus's power, that denial of the program of God, it is staying in the heart and coming out and it's contaminated. It speaks death. It speaks forth confusion. It speaks forth a hatred. And then the Bible says that faith operates by love. So when you are defiled in your heart, it comes out of the mouth. That is what defiles a man. And then the defilement that's coming out of that man goes like a cancer and it can spread to other believers. So what's up? with you. What's up with these disciples of, uh, uh, not of Jesus Christ, but these scribes and these Pharisees, but then the disciples, what's up with them too, because they were walking in unity with God, trying to fulfill the plan of God, walking with Jesus in ministry, doing the work of the kingdom of heaven. And then the kingdom of heaven had come to the earth. And now God expected them then and us now to carry this kingdom of God in us and then present it to the earth right now. Amen. God is looking at it 
And he's wondering. What's up? With us. Amen. There is a will and there is a work of God to do. The God, the Bible is going to come alive in 2023. It's not just the written word that's on the page. It is that Holy Spirit speaking to us and trying to move us from here to there, from point A to point B. Some people may move from point A to point H. Some people may move from point A to point T. What I'm saying is God can do whatever God wants to do with your life and with mine. God can move you how he wants to move you. So Jesus is talking about the heart matters. The heart matters. The Pharisees had closed their hearts to their parents, but yet and still they wanted to act like they still had a connection with God. They were walking in the traditions of men, but the heart wasn't connected to God. Now, what, what's going to happen when we don't connect to the word of God following out this logos? And what's going to happen when God is speaking his rhema word through the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is telling us things that God wants done and we're not listening and we're caught up in traditions. What is God going to do? What will God say? What, what is going to happen? Because God's trying to get us to listen, to hear, and to understand. So after Jesus makes this statement, his disciples come to him and they ask him and they said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? So the disciples were very observant to what was happening around. But what Jesus didn't care Jesus didn't care about whether they were offended or not. To Jesus, the offense was that they were offending God in their behavior. And so sometimes in life, when things come up where the traditions are not quite lining up with what we believe, then people do get offended. But when it's done righteousness, when it's you doing righteous and you doing what God says, it's going to be to the point... Of this, you can't be worried about people offended because there is a greater work that must be done. There is a greater work that God is trying to put here in the earth. There is a greater, greater work. Have you noticed something about the youth of this day? When it comes to the youth, you can see many, many, many very, very young people taking on tasks now because God is pouring His Spirit out on children. God is pouring his love out on children. They are hearing the call of God. Some may not think it's the call of God. It may just think this kid had a great idea. But there are children who are feeding masses. There are children who are getting books to people that can't. The children who are having literacy programs. There are children that are doing things that grown folks should have thought about doing. But they weren't receptive when they heard God speak. But the children picked it up. And ran with it and believed that God would do it. God answered their prayers. And so Jesus and you and I, we can't keep wondering about all the time what's up with other folks when they want us to stick to the past. We got to wonder what's up with God. What is God wanting? What is God wanting me to do now? Because we want to get to the place where we're shifting and we're moving and you and I are walking in that perfect will of God. Not the permissible will, but the perfect will of God. And so they told Jesus that 
the Pharisees were offended. These religious leaders were offended. But God didn't worry about the religious leaders. Because here Jesus was the son of God, as God, incarnate, walking here on the earth. Why would he be concerned that they were offended? They needed to be concerned that they were offending God. And that's the point with us. We need to get to the place where we're asking a question. Is my behavior or what I'm doing, is it, am I an offense to God? Am I lining up with what God wants done? And so um, is my heart right in this matter towards God? So he says, but he answered. This is Jesus's answer. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. That's verse 15 of Matthew 5. He says, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. So there's a rude awakening that was going to be coming to these Pharisees and these scribes if they did not repent. Repent and turn to the things of God. Change their mind about things. That means that when God says something is so, if a man continues to walk contrary to the will of God, he's going to find himself plucked up. What does it mean when God plucks you up? Uh, God uproots you. It means that some things that where you see God promises that he makes the rain to shine to fall on the just as well as the unjust. And a lot of the ways where we're walking in these great things right now, and considering that we are so blessed, when God wants to uproot something, God can change something. And then a person may find themselves asking, why is all this happening to me? Why am I all of a sudden got this? And in some certain instances, especially when you walk contrary to the word of God and you be wondering, God, what's up with you? What's up with you with this? That means that God may be uprooting you. God may be moving you. God may be moving you out of position because there is a greater work that God wants done. And in order for him to be able to get it done, if God needs to move somebody, God will do it. If God wants to move somebody who's going against his will and teaching different things to people and causing people to fail because they don't treat, teach the right words to the people and don't teach the word of God, teach the traditions, then the Bible has a promise here for people who act out of the will of God, for people who are rebellious against what God is doing in the earth. He says that every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. And that's a promise. It's not might be, it's will be. Because God, while the Pharisees and the scribes might have just been looking at what was happening right then, God had a greater picture of what he was seeing that he wanted in the earth. If you could imagine being back to that time, look how far God looked to right to the right now that God sees you and I in this picture. And there is a greater work that needs to be done. God was saying to the Pharisees, teach the word is what he was saying. Act out the word of God. Go by what God has written. Go by the character of God and get your traditions and get yourselves 
out of the way. Get how you feel about things out of the way and get with the program of God. So let's jump down to verse number 17 because Peter comes and he asks and he says to Jesus, explain to us this parable, what you're talking about, about uh, what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but, but what comes out of the mouth, that's what defiles him. So he, they, they're asking Jesus this question later. And so Jesus says this to them and he says to them in verse 16, he, Jesus, so Jesus said, are you also still without understanding and all thy getting get understanding? He says, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. So man lives by the word of God and every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. But also, if man is going to proceed foulness out of his mouth and all this corruption, he's also going to live by that too. And he's going to see destructive things come in his life because his words are not lined up with God. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what's up with me? What's up with my life? It may be that you need to put a check on your words, what you're speaking, what you're saying. So he says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile man. So what's coming out of the mouth is something that is in the heart. And it is coming in to mess up your life if you're speaking contrary to the word of God. He says, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, mm, murders, adulteries, fornication, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile man. So God is looking at this thing in the spirit. The Pharisees were looking at it in the natural and seeing that this is dirty hands, but weren't examining themselves to see that they had a dirty heart before God. God is a God of heart. God is a God who gave his son for the remission of our sins by him dying on that cross and shedding his blood. Amen. So, this is a hard thing and we need to examine it. Walk in the will of God. Ask yourself this question. And I want you to think about what I've said. We want to walk in 2023 in the perfect will of God. We want to walk in faith. We want to walk in faith that God's promises in the word to us, they are true and they stand. We want to know that when God's word goes out, it's not going to return back void. We want to be the people who operate in the power of God, demonstrating those signs and wonders. And we be the people who have the authority to back it up. I say to you that get ready for what God is doing in the earth. Get ready for what God is doing in the lives of the church. Get ready for what God is doing for the believers. And just know that we can't hold on to traditions. Just know 
that preachers might not look like you want them to look what you used to. Just know that God may not be doing things like he used to. So then get on your knees and talk to God about it. And then may the discernment of the spirit show you what is of God and what is not. Show you and may the spirit of God show you what is of the will of God and what is not. So that we walk in the perfect will of God doing the work of God. Watch your heart and open your eyes to see what the sovereign Lord is doing. This has been the word of the Lord coming to you from evangelist Valerie Laurie. I pray that you will share my podcast. Check me out on the YouTube and on Twitter. Our God is a good God. And my prayers for you is that your life will go in the direction that God has willed for you, that you will hear the spirit of the Lord speaking to you and that you will move forward in the perfect will of God. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with proclaiming the word of God. Until we meet again, be blessed and bye-bye.